Welcome to Show Hoppers, the podcast where we dive deep into some of our favorite series. I'm Mr. Sal, and I'm here with Kurt. Hello, Kurt. Hi, everyone. Yes, and so today we're talking about The Leftovers, Season 1, Episode 2, Penguin 1, Us 0. Uh, we will have spoilers for the first two episodes of The Leftovers, as well as the first two episodes of Lost within this podcast, because we are simultaneously podcasting about uh, Lost as well. If you're interested, go check that out. They're both uh, created by Damon Lindelof, and so there's a lot of connective tissue there. So, Kurt. Yes. <laughs> your, second, your second exposure to The Leftovers. What do you think about this episode? I, I think it's better than the first one. I So you told me that up until the sixth episode, it's really shaky and rocky. Oh, oh I know. Okay. Well, I, uh, I, according to other people. Yes. Up until the sixth. Not, not to you. Not to me. <laughs> I, like, I'm aware of this that you told me this, but, like, so far this, I liked the first one. It made me want to watch another episode. I watched this one. I liked it more than the first one. It makes me want to watch the third one. So it makes you wonder if the third, fourth, and fifth one how bad those have got to be, if bad at all, maybe. Well, you know. um, you I, I, from my perspective, uh, we had talked about on our Lost podcast my IMDb ratings. So uh, one of the things that Kurt just found out about me is that I give an IMDb rating to every uh, TV episode that I watch. So uh, we talked about uh, the first episode of Lost. I gave a seven. The second episode I gave an eight, so I was definitely more impressed with the second episode. Um, I'll tell you that for season one of The Leftovers, and this might extend through the whole series, I'd have to go back and look it up, but at least for season one, uh, nothing in this season dip, dips below a nine for me. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, for, for reference... Uh, the pilot of The Leftovers, episode one that we talked about last week, yeah. uh, I gave that a 10 rating. I was it's head, over, good pilot, but, but, head uh, over in love with that from the minute I saw it. I, I, I was uh, fully on board. Um, th- this episode, I went down a peg to a nine, so I do prefer the first episode to this one. Um, but I still love this episode, so I'm glad to hear that you liked it. You think it's, it's better than the pilot, actually. If I yeah, if I had to so I don't know when I have to give a scale when I attacked, put five as the average, so I got like more wiggle room on the top end, right? Because I don't, I don't like having like seven and like eight, nine, ten, like only like three above average scores. Like I would do the first pilot. I don't normally like pilots. Normally, it's really hard for me to watch pilots. Yep. Uh, so in terms of a okay, in terms of a regular episode, five being average, seven, maybe oh, wow. seven and a half, seven. In terms of a pilot, I'd give it like a nine or a really good pilot. I really like it as a pilot, but it just has like an episode seven, and then this one eight, like one higher. Like I'd, I'd say this one, wow. I like this one more. Wow. Uh, maybe, maybe it's because now I know the characters a bit better, and so like you know, I like that first thing. I people are talking, I'm like, oh, is this is this person? They're going to be this that. Okay, but yep. now I kind of know the characters, so yep. and I'm getting into it. Some of the characters anyway. Um, but uh, it's interesting. So we we should explain that that we have. A different takes on a one to ten scale um because you're you're putting average at five yes for me uh as i said on the in the lost podcast this week um seven is uh pretty good for me uh six is like you're very picky man 
sticks is you have one more chance to win me over. How is that for so? How is seven pretty good? And then six is you got one more chance. How is how is seven? I don't understand. How, like, there's no in between. Like, just it's gotta be average. Then seven's okay, gotta be average, seven, right? Seven is like not pretty good. It's gotta be average. Fine. It's fine. I'll keep watching and hope that I start to like it more. Um, but if it starts to drop, I'm probably going to give up on this. So seven is like on that type of cusp. Six is like, this is bordering on a waste of my time. And you have one more <laughs> chance to get your game together. What happens if an episode's like a two or a three? Do you just give up the series? Absolutely. If it's a oh five, my... I give up the series, Kurt. Oh my God, you're very... <laughs> Wow, you're a scary yeah. man. You're... Yeah, no. So, so, so that's. I mean, I think about it more in terms of a grade on a test, like a ah, fair enough, yeah. Versus a sixty percent. Sixty percent is failing. You know, seventy is a C. So, yeah. you know, that's the way I think of it. Uh, you, you think of it a little differently. I, think, yeah, yeah. Uh, I just want to make sure that that uh, we're calibrated so that something that is like a seven to me is like a five to you. Yeah. Okay. So. <laughs> someone can make us a conversion oh that would be wonderful we should definitely do that Um, (laughs) that could be our logo a conversion a conversion chart between your imdb ratings and mine oh okay i guess yeah everything below like anything below five i i'm basically it's just crap I, anything below five i'm not i'm not digging but I you said five, five is average so like five is, is average is so, four is like slightly below average yeah yeah that's true but that means i'm not digging it now now yeah. now i'm not now i'm thinking about stop like the second it's below average i'm thinking about not watching it now right, right. like so, yeah. all right well we've we've gone anyway. pretty down <laughs> the, the scale yeah <laughs> so let, let's talk a little bit more about the episode so i you know this is this is a, a nine episode for me on a sal on the salah scale um versus uh eight, a eight for you, which is actually you probably like this episode more than i do based on that <laughs> so, <laughs> i do like this episode which, a lot which is a lot, but it's a great episode i like it quite a bit that's awesome i'm glad i'm glad that you loved it um i you know i knocked this episode down a peg just because um <laughs> i i have some significant i uh, I, I have I'll get to that grape later. I have one grape. Okay, yeah. Uh, the, the, the one reason why uh, I would rate this lower than the pilot is because there's more Holy Wayne. <laughs> more Holy Wayne story usually equals lower ratings for me. Uh, still- yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 sorry. <laughs> yeah. Whereas probably it's the opposite for you, but we'll, we'll, we'll talk about that a little bit later. I have to ask you this because this is, this is crucial. Hmm. What do you think of the opening credits? That say that I was going to comment on this. Um, so I think I know what happened in the departure. It was the rapture and I don't think anyone noticed, but if you look at the opening credits, it's kind of like religious vibes. Oh, so I think so. It's... I think I can say now with that most certainty was the rapture. Bang bang! Okay. Gosh. No need to watch the series now. Absolutely, got heavy religious we vibes. We are I mean, we are all done now. It's the ceiling of, of a cathedral. Is you it, know? Oh, is that, is that Michelangelo? Like, is that the Sistine Chapel? I mean, it's not the Sistine Chapel. Oh, there okay. were no like you know, There's not, yeah, just... strangling people or anything. But, oh, okay. but uh, the Sistine Chapel, but it's it's designed to look like that. It's that Baroque. Uh, you know, 
heavenly painting. Uh, I think that, like, I think it's really cool how it looks like it's moving, but it's not moving and so forth. Um, Does the intro change every episode? Or is that, no, is that now just changing? That is okay. season one intro. Oh, oh okay. So different. Okay. okay. It, it does change from season to season. Okay. Um, I think that that introduction came under a lot of criticism. Uh, it's very melodramatic. A bit long-winded. I was kind of. I was like, okay, it's cool intro, and then it was like, okay, it's still going. Well, we have to understand though. Now, this this is this is different from a network show. This is an HBO series, and HBO uh, opening credit sequences, you know, intro sequences are a big deal. You know, you've watched Game of Thrones. You know that the opening credits are a big deal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I can agree. You know, the, the, there's a lot of production value to them. Um, at any rate, uh, did it put, turn you off or did it like excite you? What? what no, did... I, I mean, I mean, there's a proper length. Like, I think it was getting me in the mood, and then like it's like building hype, right? You want to build hype at the right time. You don't want to build it too soon because then it dies out, and you don't want to do it too close to the date because then you don't get high enough. So like, it just just too like you know, I was hyped up, and then it was kind of dying as it was going on. Not the peak hype, but I finally you know, started the episode fully, but uh. I did like the, um, not, it's not cold opening, but like the, before before the intro. No, that's a cold open. That's that cold, cold open? Okay, there you go. The cold opening with the Holy Wayne stuff, the, you know, trying to raid him and stuff. Did, did the actual what? raid happen during the cold opening, right? The actual raid did happen during the cold opening. Is I think doesn't it? I can't remember when, I don't know I, if I, I, I know that we see like the law enforcement talking, and I, I think the raid happens, and that's the cold opening, or... Law enforcement. Uh, yeah, I think it does. I think it does. So, did you get your answers that you needed about what Wayne is doing? So, so this is what Holy Wayne reminds me. Have you ever seen the Green Mile? Yeah. Yes. See, so, so this is what I think of Holy Wayne. I think of um, I forgot the I forget like the character's name in the Green Mile. Uh, it's Mike Duncan is the actor. I don't Mike. remember the character's name. But but you know you know the character I'm referring to. Anyone listening, if you don't know, I I don't is that is that a spoiler for the Green Mile? Green Mile. I don't think so. So, so in the Green Mile, quite a long movie has Tom Hanks in it as a guard. Uh, there's a prisoner sentenced to death. Uh, he is he special needs? Like he's. I he... think, I think he's per- at least perceived that way. It's been a long yeah. time since I've seen that movie. I didn't know we were going to be talking about. <laughs> but he's perceived with special needs, and um, you know, he's a big guy, and uh, you know, he's sentenced to death, and it's this whole story about him on death row. But he has a special power where he can kind of take someone's pain and like take it for himself so he can like you know take someone's cancer kind of and take people's you know so he can you know take pain from people and you know mm-hmm. make them feel better and he has lives with the burden and that's why that's what holy wayne stroke me as because he's like you know a hug and the people are happy and for every reason tom refuses this hug and uh, holy wayne is mystified. oh yeah. Uh, yeah we're jumping a little bit ahead there i'd i to yeah. come back to that but yeah. um it, the big difference here, as, as far as I can tell, Wayne doesn't take the pain on himself, but he does take it away. I don't know where it goes. It doesn't seem to go to Wayne. I, I didn't know if he got it or not. I was like, I wonder if he gets the pain. Like, if he just lives with it or if he's just vibing. I don't, I don't know what Wayne does. He seems like a pretty... Another... Happy. He does, he does. But another side note is um the one uh girl that uh, Tom likes ran away or not ran away but they escaped the compound and then holy wayne comes right yeah i think stereotypically right the you know the 
you know, the the fugitive head boss guy like Wayne is, right? All the people are usually scared of him, right? Like, why not? Yeah. But the girl really seems to love Wayne, like, oh, yeah. head over heels, right? I was like, wow, that's an actual, like, you know, head over heels for him. I was expecting her to be like, oh, wait, oh, no. But no, no, she was, she was, she was fully for Wayne. I was like, oh, well, you know, that's great for them. Not great for Tom. But Tommy doesn't seem to be fully on board with Wayne, does he? No, he does not. Maybe because he doesn't take the hug. Or maybe he's not a young Asian girl. I don't know which one it is. But... Why Why is that? I mean, Tommy was in college, quit college, went to to work for this guy. Like, seems like he's all in on him, but he really seems to hate him. He, yeah, I, I really don't know why he doesn't take the hug. He said a reason. I can't well, remember. He said something. I think that the, the key to reasoning as to why he doesn't take the hug, and, and you know, we're talking about when they're in the gas station um they've escaped from the compound let's actually back up because there was this big raid like yeah you know this raid where um the presumably the federal government goes in and really just shoots the place up yeah they they, they fire immediately right apparently they don't yeah. like even give a warning right according to holy wayne they just come up and they're looking to kill <laughs> not even yeah. for mean, captors it seems like an overreach to me. Uh, you know, the guy's charging money for holy hugs um, and they come in guns blazing, you know, um, which seemed like a little bit of a stretch for me. But um, I mean, I guess if since they know that people on that compound are armed, maybe there's a there's a, uh, a level of different protocol. Yeah, if you know they're armed with the teeth already, you just got to yeah. go in. But so, Christine. But Tommy kills one of these officers to save Christine and get out of there. Um, and I think you know that's something we should never forget that Tommy killed this guy. Person, yeah. Um, and, and Wayne calls it to our attention later. But uh, Tommy and Christine escape. They, they they they're in this car. They go to this gas station, which is supposed to be this meetup point for Wayne. And w- when Wayne gets there, uh, first he takes Tommy's shirt. Uh, and then he tries to, or maybe he, maybe the shirt comes later, but um, he tries to give Tom one of these holy hugs to take the pain away. And Tom refuses and says, and he, Wayne says, you're the one guy I can't figure out. You're all suffering and no salvation. And I think that that message is crucial to understanding Tommy's character. Um so w- when you ask why he won't take, why won't Tommy take the hug? Um, I think that for Tom, there's an element of he, he needs that suffering. Like he doesn't feel like he deserves to be saved mm-hmm. oh. or, or he doesn't believe in it. Yeah. Oh yeah. He could not believe it. I, so I, it's still to do with Tom, but, he he actually for one when, when he when he checked the gas station I think it's a gas station when he checked the store and the person was dead and before Holy uh, Wayne came he called his dad for yeah and I was like oh wow they're about to talk and then sadly Holy Wayne came so he you know, hung up the phone and went back to ignoring his dad again and I made me wonder like so when he was super desperate he went to call his dad so I wonder like he didn't I I wonder what his relation to his father is in so I, I mean I don't think he likes his father but. Well, it's he interesting to go back to him, yeah, for help when he was, you know, when he felt in a super dis, uh, 
desperate need when he thought he had lost Holy Wayne and he was just kind of a fugitive now. <laughs> with he went right name. back to his father, didn't he? Yeah. He was calling him. And we, we also, so that's a good point. And, and I will tell you that we do get answers about his relationship with Kevin. Um, we also can't forget that Tom's mother left the family to join the guilty remnant too. You know, I, I think we always, we have a tendency to think of that from Jill's perspective and from Kevin's perspective, but it's easy to forget that Tom lost her too. Mm-hmm. So um, there's, I'm sure there is a feeling of abandonment there for, from his perspective as my, well. My biggest guess is just, that's like the, 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 the ignition that like broke the family just totally I, i'm not you know you don't, don't tell me but i'm just I, I feel like she left for that gr and then it's just them three jill tom kevin and then tom's like well now i'm leaving well maybe he's in college but he came back forth but he's like now i'm never not coming home i'm ignoring your calls and i'm going to holy wayne and Jill yeah. did her own way but anyway um by the way i i just want to point out the dead guy in the gas station mm-hmm. Okay, we saw him in episode one as well. That he was he was uh, kind of at the gate of the compound uh, and letting them in the gate. He was armed, um, and now he's dead at this gas station. Uh, that the actor who plays that guy is named Peter Berg, and he was the director of this episode and episode one. Oh, <laughs> well, so, only those only director of those two though. Uh, he he may have directed some other episodes later okay. in or in the series but he directed those two that's cool i also need to i this is a huge uh like not asterisk but like um deviation right uh but i forgot i do have to say this as a disclaimer not disclaimer but the previous episode we had an argument Uh, i'm not gonna say who said what but someone claimed that some lady was from karen from the office i looked it up that actor the one from the laundry man episode one uh <laughs> and i can confirm it is not the lady from the office i, I we don't need to add out who was wrong i'm sure they're embarrassed it's okay you know what i mean there's nothing i i forgot who i forgot which one of us said that i'm sure you forgot you know these things happen people get things wrong all the time oh well um but now we've corrected the record okay uh, <laughs> I'm glad that you cleared that up. Uh, I just want to make sure that is cleared up. I don't, we don't want to spread any misinformation here. That uh, well, she does look strikingly similar in one of our opinions, and still and vehemently think that she was just not credited. It was not her. No. Definitely not her. Not her. <laughs> anyway, back back to well, anything else about Holy Wayne? Uh, um, I mean, I'd, I don't feel like I need to say anything more about Holy Wayne or Tom. Yeah, I think that's about them for the episode, to be honest. There's not much more past that. They show up in the beginning, they show up in bits yeah. throughout, but that's their whole story. Kind you of know, I, I'm kind of in a, a bit of a uh, situation here where, because I've seen the whole series and you haven't, um, I, I can tell you uh, there are some stories that are going to become very are, are very important to the overarching story in the series and others that are not so much and um that's not to say that they get forgotten but they you get some closure on them reasonably early in the series uh and the holy wayne tom situation christine uh you get some closure on that by the end of season one and it doesn't really come up too much thereafter so i i don't want to get too hung up on the holy wayne stuff um, if you love it, I'm sorry to say, 
you're only going to get about a season of it. Um, if you don't love it, uh, I'm happy to tell you that it's only going to be around for about a season. So, <laughs> anyway. Okay, let's let's uh let's hop back to um. You want to talk about the GR? Or do you want to talk about Kevin? Uh, I want to start actually with no. I want to start with Kevin. Um, yeah. because one of the first things that we see with him is this dream he has where Amy wakes him up. Yes. And, <laughs> That's and brings, brings him out into the snow. Which, by the way, uh, it is snowing throughout this whole episode. There is snow on the ground throughout this whole episode. So we do know that uh, episode one happened in October. Uh, this is uh, this is upstate New York. Um, I don't know if you knew that or not, no, but the, not. the setting is upstate New York. Um, and so uh, there, the fact that there's snow on the ground doesn't necessarily mean that we're months and months ahead here from October. It could be still October, but I think I think we can probably put this at about somewhere in late November, okay. early December, I'd say. Uh, so that's about where we are. But anyway, Amy, t- in, this, in the dream, Amy takes Kevin out into the snow and there's uh, the guy with the shotgun who's usually dogs and he's instead of killing dogs he's like firing at members of the guilty remnant mm-hmm. right um and then kevin's feet catch on fire he wakes up and his neighbor's burning a pile of his brother's clothes and the fence is that was so weird yeah that, that that scene was really weird to me the guy like because like it's it's been like more than three years since he's passed. I don't know. I, I yeah. why? Bur- I, I mean, he gave his reason why he doesn't want like someone else wearing his brother's clothes. But I don't know. Right. I wasn't. Yeah. I wasn't well, I that. Think, <laughs> and I think that you know, why do you hold on to them? Well, I think you hold on to them for three years, uh, for, with the hope that maybe they'll be back. That's you know? true. I, yeah, that's fair enough. When they randomly just that, that's true. This is just him giving up hope, um, and in in the style of burning his brother's clothes. Yeah, I, uh, I got to remember that that. You know, it's not like they just died and they know they're like, because I I keep forgetting that I know that we'll never figure out why they disappeared, and I guess right. I've just assumed that they they'll never come back, right? Which, but um, they don't know that, right? Right, they don't. And they're still looking for it, so I guess that that is fair. I, I do have to remember that they didn't have the director tell them that yeah. they're never coming yeah. back, exactly, <laughs> like I did. So that is fair. That is so fair. This, this dream, first of all, do you think that Kevin and Amy are sleeping together? Awesome. That, yeah, that, that's, that's what I was wondering, like, maybe, are they? Look, so in episode one, Amy talked reasonably with, like, I, I thought, like, so I, I've had to talk to, like, friends' parents, where, like, you know, I'm trying to, like, you know, convince them, like, hey, come on, let, 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 let them do this, like, they're, they're a good kid, <laughs> right? Yeah. Like, you know, hey, but, uh, and Amy was doing that to, um, Kevin when, you know, she's like, hey, hey come on, let uh, Jill go to the party, you know, she, she, you know, she's a good girl, she deserves it, you know, stress, whatever. Yeah. And, uh, but she's doing really good at it too. I was like, oh wow, she's, she's really good at that. <laughs> she's good at convincing the parent. I don't, I don't, they, they do seem to like live together kind of. Like, Amy was still over at, like, uh, Jill's, like, she was over there when the fire happened. She was there. Yeah, she's there a lot. Um, but I don't know, if, like, I don't know if they're sleeping together, but I mean, I, if I had to say so, I would guess they're not. But okay all right I and, I th- and i don't think we're supposed to know yet i think that the i do think though the fact that she's like climbing like climbing into his bed to wake him up in in his dream is meant to give us the impression that maybe they are that's so true. that's true I don't, yeah 
Yeah, and and I don't think that we're supposed to know at this point whether or not they are. Um, but what do you make of this dream? Well, I, I mean, yeah, the 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 Amy part's weird. The, yeah, if if they're sleeping together, it makes sense. Go out. Uh, the mystery man. This mystery man's he's living in uh, Kevin's head rent free, right? He's he's got free real estate. He's pitched a tent in there. <laughs> Kevin can't stop thinking about this guy. I mean, the, the episode even like makes you wonder. Is this guy real? Uh, okay, for a while, which I really liked that. I was really yeah. wondering. No, uh, and I, it's another question I was going to ask you, but go ahead. Oh yeah, um, and oh, I think I, 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 there's so much to go with that. But then, um, d- does he see Lori? Does does he see Lori of the Guilty Remnant during the dream? Right? Or... I don't think it's Lori. I I don't think we know what Guilty Remnant member it is. It's just somebody dressed in white. Oh, okay. I don't. I, think... I. Mean, I I mean, I think it just shows like he hates the guilty remnant. Like you know, he you know, the guy shooting at him, and he probably has a big hatred for the guilty remnant. Then the fire—I don't understand the fire part of it. Maybe that was just because there was actually a fire happening. Outside. I, I think that's—I think that's <laughs> so, what it is. Um, the the fire is what woke him up, and yeah. so it happens in with dreams a lot. Like the thing that wakes you up is it makes an appearance at the end of your dream. Mm-hmm. You know, um, so so that's that's pretty common. So I'm not too hung up on the fire. I do think that you're onto something that, you know, subconsciously he hates the guilty remnant. I don't think it's even subconscious. No, he just hates them. <laughs> Pretty clearly hates the guilty remnant, you know. Um, and but you know this this dog. I don't know what what do you want to call this mystery guy? Mystery man. I call him mystery, mystery man. man. So well, somebody else called him the mystery man. The the psychiatrist, right? Called him the mystery man. Oh yeah, that's yeah, mystery. Yeah, that's a good name. There you go, mystery man. Yeah. Yeah. So the mystery man, I, I, I mean, he is consuming Kevin's thoughts here. Oh yeah. And and so what do you like? Do you think he is real? So. So, so he, here's what my theory was. Um. So first I was like, maybe he's not real, right? No one sees him. There is the one part of what is very deliberate, right? When he's oh, yeah. talking with him outside his door near the end of the episode and then in walks Amy in jail and they like look at him and they're like trying to get out of his way and even then I'm like well may- maybe like Kevin's imagining that right and that's not real and then he leaves I'm like he, said, he could still have imagined all this right he imagined them walking down that way but then you know Jill asked him who was that right and now I'm like well clearly mystery man is real now someone's mystery man like he's this is not just his figment of his imagination entirely whether it be okay. imaging it on uh, someone else. But what I will say, though, is is the mystery man purposely trying to make him seem crazy? Because if you look at um, his dad, yeah. right? His dad is, yeah. is with the mayor, which is weird. I wasn't expecting that. But yeah, to each be their own. Uh, that's a weird thought that the mayor that you work for, I don't know if they're legally married or if they're just dating. I don't know what their thing is. But anyway, yeah, that's a weird thought for um, Kevin, I'm sure. Oh yeah, but the his father. What's the name of his father? Frank. Also Kevin. Also Kevin. Okay, I don't know why I thought. I don't know why Frank came to my mind. But Kevin Senior. Kevin Senior. Uh, he's there because he's crazy, and I was really thinking. Okay, that was the reason why I thought the mystery man was real, and that the mystery man was um uh what you call it? It was purposeful. Like they they got his dad locked up for being crazy and now they're going after him but then his dad actually started acting kind of crazy uh by just talking to people okay so yeah exactly so what in what way 
is his father crazy? He seemed to talk to people, but then he said they were sending someone to help Kevin, which I wonder if that's the mystery man. I wonder if there's something in the Garvey blood that they can see some of these, like, invisible people. Maybe there are some people that is, I don't know what they can see, but I don't know why Kevin sees this guy. He happens to be so mysterious. Because Amy and the really, I, you know, I don't know if Amy really reacted to anyone standing next to that doorway. Okay. But, but I do know Jill came and asked who was at the door. I don't know. Maybe Amy couldn't see, but I don't know. Jill asked. But these are interesting hot takes. Good for you. Um, <laughs> the, I want to point out a couple of things. Um, I think that it's intentional that much of this episode is about Kevin being questioned for seeing this guy. Definitely. Oh yeah. Like the, he starts questioning his own sanity. Like the right. The bagels. He has to go back and look. He starts getting. Oh. They get started tears eye when he opened up the bagels. He's like, oh, thank God. He talks to a psychiatrist. You know, the psychiatrist's like, are you sure? His coworkers, are you sure? Yeah. Even his dad. Even his dad. I think I don't know if his dad. I can't remember if his dad really sides with him, but his dad just told him like, hey, the mayor's trying to help. He's just say, hey, just stressed out, saw things, whatever. Yep. But but. But there's his father who's in an institution because he sees and talks to people that nobody else can see and talk to. Mm -hmm. So here's Kevin questioning, you know, am I, am I like my father? Am I seeing people and talking to people who aren't there? Um, you know, and, and, he, and everybody else is questioning him, like you said. Um, so, so there's that, there's this idea, and this is pervasive throughout the whole series of the man of science versus the man of faith. You know, if scientifically you look at this and you say, this guy's just crazy. You know, he's, he's lost his mind. There, he's, he's having a, 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 a psychotic break. And that's, that's the end of the story. Um, but then there's the man of faith that says, well, what if he actually is seeing somebody and talking to somebody? And you, like you said, they said that they're sending somebody to help you. Well, the, the new person in Kevin's life is this, mystery man okay uh and so that's that does make you wonder is, is this real or is it not um now i want to get to this scene uh where he brings the beer over for kevin right um and in comes amy amy doesn't even acknowledge the guy oh so she didn't acknowledge him <laughs> no jill comes in takes the beer from the guy oh and yeah then, i forgot him. yes and then says, who was that? Now, I want to play, present both sides here. <clears throat> it could be face value. She saw the guy. He said, here, put this in the, uh, she said, are those for us? And the guy said, here, put these in the refrigerator for your father. Uh, and then Kevin says, don't you drink any of those, <clears throat> right? Mm -hmm. And then later she says, who was that? And he's surprised that, it, in a way, surprised that he that she could see him, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, this whole episode is sanity. That's the first time the whole episode he was um, vindicated. Like you know, finally, okay, wait, I'm not crazy. And then again with the bagels later. Yeah, later right. the bagels. Yeah, then he right. checks finally. So, but to to present it the opposite from a different perspective, is it possible that Jill walks in, sees her father holding the beer? says is that for us kevin says put put these in their fridge for your father and don't you drink any of those right 
Jill goes and does that. She hears her father talking to someone at the door and comes back and says, who was that you were talking to? That's true. Yeah. She could have, you're right. Cause she's only that reaction. She could have only reacted because he was holding the beer and then. You're right. Yeah. Oh man. So I didn't think of it like that, that, yeah. So that even that's not concrete evidence. No, it's not. And that's one of the things that I love about this show is, is there are always multiple ways to interpret these things. Uh, and, and really we don't know any more than Kevin knows if this guy is real on a side note right while this man is totally if he's real he's as I said before messing with his head living rent free whatever he did give him a free car right that is i wish i met someone who just gave me a free car like yeah. that side note right amazing guy just gave him a free truck he doesn't need i guess i mean depending on how you look at it if if he's real then yeah he gave him a free truck and that's some kind of friend you know if he's not real or <laughs> the truck. Kevin get the truck. <laughs> Hopefully he's real. Uh, Hopefully he's real. I don't know where that truck's from. Um, I want to just wrap up the the Kevin Senior stuff because we can we can finish that up pretty soon here. Um, like he's a relatively major character throughout this series. Um, a really interesting character too. Just a, a, a you know the fact that he exists forces you to always call into question what's real and what's not um he says right in the in this scene you know they're talking about losing their shit right and he says i maintain that my shit is still intact yes yeah. right so even now he doesn't think there's anything wrong with him um i want to point out because this is one of my favorite things about the series and it's this is totally because of my my upbringing and, and my childhood. Uh, so I, I just want to share it with you because it's so fun from my perspective and I want everybody to have the same experience with it. Um, there's just a really um, kind of by the way moment in the scene with Kevin and his father where they're watching, he's watching this sitcom called perfect strangers. Okay. Mm -hmm. And he says that all the characters from that sitcom oh, yes. uh, departed. Mm -hmm. Okay. That. Um, that sitcom is a real sitcom. It's called Perfect Strangers. It was, it was from the, I, I guess, the early 90s. Uh, yeah, probably the early 90s. Um, and it was, it was um, starring uh, four main characters. Uh, there was... Uh, this guy Balky, who moved from like this Greek island called Mepos to live with his cousin Larry uh, in Chicago, uh, and they were you know long lost cousins. Larry didn't know about Balky, and Balky found out about Larry and went to live with him. Um, mm -hmm. And it was a you know kind of a fish out of water buddy comedy type thing. Okay. 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 And then they they you know are good friends with Jennifer and Marianne who they end up in romantic relationships with and so forth. Um, but the, this is, this is not the only time that that's going to come up. And I love that. Wait, of, of just that sitcom or them? Yeah. The, the oh, idea, okay. Perfect strangers. Yeah. It, it comes up several times throughout the series and I'll, well, I can't I'll, relate to that at all, but <laughs> I know I, I loved that sitcom when I was a kid though. So I, I will certainly be sure to point it out again. 
Every later. time. I know. Well, now I'll try to keep an eye for it now. <laughs> yeah, do. It doesn't come up a lot. It only comes up like three or four times in the whole series, but it does come up like at least once per season. Purposefully. They, they keep oh, purposefully. And, and in yeah. fact, in season three, it's hugely important. Um, so <laughs> it's really cool. Um, oh my God. I love it. So anyway, I just wanted to bring that up now because it, we're going to talk about that more another time. Okay, well, there's a bone with Kevin Sr. Well, I guess we finished up Kevin. The only other thing we really see him do, uh, besides all this, you know, he's looking for the mystery man and questioning his own sanity, chats with the mayor and stuff. We see him, um, like, he talks to a psychiatrist. We kind of hit on that a bit. I don't think there's much yeah. to glean from that. I do want to get back to that at the end with the title episode, because there's only... At least when I can remember one penguin in the entire episode. Oh my god, I know. And this is one of the things that drives me nuts. This about- this is my biggest. Right, let's get let's get to it now. This is my biggest gripe with the episode. I don't understand penguin one a year. I don't understand the title. But there's one penguin he hits on. He's like, yeah, kids use this to like let out their anger. Why is it called penguin us one a zero? Like, did- it's a great question. Uh, and I, no I one last. Oh wait, no. I, I here's one thing I can think of. Meg lashes out at the tree like the pink pen- I, I can't think of anything like, like if 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 just like i don't know if he like punched the penguin and like the penguin came back and like spilled something of his like i don't just anything but nothing happens with the penguin i don't understand at all he just talks with the penguin maybe maybe there's like i don't know that I think it's probably a reference to, uh, especially Kevin's frustration. You know, his he he is angry, and, and he want he would love to take it out on something, and there's just nothing. There, there's no release for him, and so the penguin is winning. I, I I don't I don't really know. I don't love this title either. This is like my least favorite title of any of the episodes. I'm so curious. I I can figure out every other title in the series. This one I can't. So I, yeah, I can like a series that gives like a little like oh you know weird title and you know you watch it oh, and try to figure out what it is. I respect that. I love that in a series, but I don't like this. I hate this. <laughs> just yeah, I'm not, it's I'm so not hard of the way because clearly it's to do something with this penguin because they they mention it, talk about it. I'm convinced this penguin is the penguin they're talking about. There's no other penguin. There is. I still right. like it. Anyway, I mean it's it's just a it's a thing that you beat on. And you're beating on this thing, and you're beating on this thing, and it's and it's still winning. Um, and I think that's, I guess, what we that's can what, look at yeah. for. You know, he's he's just like hammering on things, and and just like you know, this guy's real. This guy's real. Why do you think it's not real? And he's losing with everybody. Yeah. And maybe that's what it is. I, I but but I, I I agree. I do not love this. Um, there there is there are a couple other things that we can talk about with kevin um he interviews meg and meg's fiance in this episode yeah that's, that's what i want to talk about yeah when he goes to yeah. gr uh, yep. he does that yeah so well yeah let's talk about when he goes to the gr so it's it's it well it's not even it seems like he shut up says he goes to maybe like once every like four three four weeks right for missing yep. people's reports because people go to the gr which makes you want you know the recruitment rate pretty good you know maybe probably a few people you know at least one person a week it seems like maybe more and, and well, maybe not. not seemingly a very big town either no yeah yeah i mean everyone seems to know i mean they don't know each other but yeah yeah, pretty small town in terms of things and yeah. um yeah so he goes in there and clearly he's won people over before and he's tried to because the gr is worried about people leaving they, they said it or they don't say it they write it multiple times yep and uh you know kevin has you know 
seems like a really nice guy and is like you know gives it he has a business card that he gives to them right so he clearly he's done this before trying to sway them back to hey leave the gr come back to us and um yeah that's about it i guess he's just trying to win him over it, he's very cold towards like the one seemingly leader of the gr Pat. Her name is Patty, yeah. Patty, yeah. So she, he's Patty. very cold towards Patty, obviously, I guess. And um, uh, then he talks to the fiance, of course, and yeah. kind of reveals more that, okay, they have like this whole bulletin board with all the pictures and their houses. We understand she's in the initiation. What's the name of the initi- initiation house? Like the first one she's in right now? They, they call it the Pledge House. The Pledge House, there you go. So she's yeah. in the Pledge House right now, Megan. And uh, who's the other man? That seems to be a new recruitment. Uh, I don't know, actually. I don't I, know his name, but the other recruitment's also there as well. They they both speak. Uh, at first, I thought he was an actual GR member, and I thought he was just speaking. I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> the guy that I, see, I was amazed, and I was like, yeah. oh, he's also just a recruit. Oh, dig. But um, he talks to the fiance, and he doesn't seem to care that she left that. Well, so... The fiance? Yeah, well, like, well like, he was like... Cause he didn't really want to go... And try to get her back is what i should say like he's bothered that she left but he didn't want to go get her back right and what was the line that he says he said i you know i put my wedding on hold for three years yeah you know and then she she left me for them why would i want her back um and that that makes me wonder you know she's uh, why would she postpone her wedding for abusive three- relationship i'm telling you my theory is working the gr abusive relationship support group interesting <laughs> no, this, this not, no. I mean, I, I, I think that's further from the truth. I'm just trying to, you know, confirmation yeah. bias. I'm just trying to mold everything to fit my yeah. narrow scope. You know, that's okay though. You know, until until you find evidence that it's not that. You know, um, it, it, that's 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 interesting because that would fit into this. But <laughs> but I do think we need to ask ourselves the question: What is Meg's pain? What is it that caused her? to uh, postpone her wedding for three years? What is it that caused her to leave her fiance to go join the guilty remnant? You know, um, she's, she's, you know, we see what it's like to join the guilty remnant now. She's taken out into the woods with an ax and told totally the chapter. Totally a cult. Totally yeah. a cult though. <laughs> it's interesting because you've called it a cult twice now and she calls it a cult. And Meg- they say they're not a cult, but right. then they're it's- clearly are a cult because then they're like, oh, she's going to leave. Right we got to break the- her right not a cult <laughs> like that's yeah. what that's on the pad um can, can i give, get a quick side note which kind of yeah. annoys me about the gr i understand they can't talk well i don't know why they can't talk i mean no no they don't want to waste their breath but anyway uh they don't do any sign language and at least like four times which is, it's only been two episodes they have to write the word okay right why don't they have a hand signal for okay <laughs> you know what i mean like that's what bothers me. every time they're like okay they write down they don't have a hand signal they can't like do like the, is that not allowed in the gr like hand signaling is a way of talking so you can only write like i don't know that that irked me a little i was like every time they write okay or like a really small thing like yes it's like why why can't you just nod yes i don't think they even do yes but okay gets me why why can't you just nod yes or do an affirmative i'm i'm sure at this point three i maybe the jr is probably not three years old but some time old now you think they would have moved on by now but well it's interesting because maybe uh i i I never i never thought about that so that's something to think about one of the one of my thoughts is uh it's uh definitely adds a 
a dramatic element because there's that delay of oh my gosh oh yeah what are they writing what's she gonna say and then it's like okay and you're like well come on so you know maybe there's some of that but that's a good point Mm -hmm. um i I, one of the things i wanted to, to mention is how good is Lori at expressing without words though yeah she, she gives such good facial expressions oh. great it reminds me of um hector salamanca in the oh Man. yeah he did really good did he win yeah. awards for his acting oh Was my it? god he did he did not and he neither did, not. did no yeah should have i mean <laughs> great I acting from person not talking uh, uh, yes it reminded me it gave me vibes like that of just Great work, great work. Yeah, and, and by the way, um, the actress who plays Lori is a- Amy Brenneman. She's like a very well-known actress, and she she was one of the uh, big names attached to this project that people actually knew going in. Um, and so to, to have her not talking is like pretty jarring. Uh, and... But boy, she just knocks it out of the park every time she's on screen. It's like she she's she's such a compelling character without saying a word. So yeah, you know, I I'm still wondering what alerts people to GR. And I, I mean, that's still a question that I obviously the show writers are, have left in on purpose so far. So I mean, I'm assuming they'll give it an answer. If they don't, I'll riot. Nah, um, <laughs> I they better give an answer for that. I, I'm assuming they will though. Um. Yeah, in terms of how they're more like a cult, I mean, they're talking about breaking Megan. They're making her, like, chop down this tree or whatever for this metaphorical reason. I don't know why they're trying to... I mean, so many reasons why they might be trying to get her to chop down the tree. Maybe they need firewood. I don't know why they're making her chop down the tree. Uh, Yeah, the new guy gets to chop down the tree. But um, they also take away her belongings. That that I noted, which is... um, yeah really weird i i think that that to me is a big sign of a cult like you're trying to like get rid of their individuality so they yes. uniform up to the cult that is, that is a sign of a cult if i'm not mistaken it's like trying to get rid of oh, people's absolutely. individuality so and I, they do it very gradually too so it's not yeah they don't... one item every i have hey, that's gone now yeah yep that very cultish i well, well it's interesting because i i always have wondered you know, where do they get their money? How do they buy up a whole cult? That's what I was wondering. Too. Yeah, how do they afford this? That, that's another thing I have as well. I have many questions. I'm sure there'll be yeah. answers. Maybe, I mean, are you going to evict those people? Maybe, but <laughs> I don't know how. Maybe I they mean, bought yeah. it and they're just, someone's rich enough. They have all the taxes they can pay out for some time. I don't know how they can afford it. Maybe have donations. Maybe some people actually like the guilty remnant. I don't know who. It doesn't seem like anyone. I mean, we don't know what possessions they're taking, but maybe it's a requirement to bring valuable possessions. Oh, I didn't think about that. that yeah, maybe. Yeah, it's help. Yeah. It almost like a weird pyramid scheme thing where you need to keep taking money to keep affording the growing expenses of more yeah. people. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. Oh, that's terrible. So anything else about the guilty remnant you want to talk about? I'm not thinking. I don't. I don't think so. I think that's about it. The guilty remnant. I mean, how does it end? Yeah, it ends with Megan just kind of. They think she leaves. She didn't. She just wanted to keep. Tra- oh, she did leave, but to go chop the tree now more. Uh, yeah. yeah no, I think it's over the guilty remnant. Yeah. So, uh, that- so the the last one is the Jill Nora Durst, your favorite character of all this time. Is, this is storyline. Save the best for last here. This is. <laughs> I I did like. So you said this is a favorite character of television. Didn't sh- 
like they showed some of her like talking and they showed some of her actions. Yeah. Particularly, and I'm very intrigued by Nora Durst. Okay, not my favorite yeah. yet. Not you know. Very much by Nora Durst. But, what? You're triggered. No, not triggered. I'm I'm intrigued. I'm very. I want to know a lot more about Nora Durst. So oh, don't you though? Oh man. Definitely. So we see Jill and Amy going to the cafe, right? It's a cafe. Go in. Um, how does Jill accidentally see her gun in her purse? She just walks by and by. looks in the purse, and there's oh, okay. It's just a nosy teen. Fair enough. He looks in. But the gun, purse. the gun's not hidden. You know, Norris has got the purse. The purse is open, and there's the gun. But you know, we see Norris. So she talks to. Amy about it. They're like, oh, that's Nora Durst, you know, famous lady in the area because all of her family go into spirit. And Amy says the point of that is a perfect time. I, 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 this, this made my mind run wild when Amy said, <laughs> like, like, maybe she did kill her family during, this is the perfect time. Like, even the days following, it is the perfect time to kill someone. You can get away with so much crime. I, the amount of identity theft that probably occurred, right? You're a fugitive on the run. Just take someone's identity. You can say you died. Yep. They, no one knows you didn't die. Just take someone who did die. Take their identity. You can. There's people probably filing false like social security benefits or whatever because person died. Like there's so many things that were probably going on. People probably killed other people because hey, we'll just say they disappeared. Like ah, oh. yeah. there's so many things in that. But um, didn't even think about that until Amy brought it up. There, yeah. there has to be some sort of serial killers, not serial killer, but some sort of killing that happened because of that. But it's a good point. But we see Nora Durst spill over her drink. I think it's coffee, but yeah, some sort of hot drink. Seemingly on purpose. <laughs> it's looking oh, pretty yeah. purposeful. It's like a, like a, like a, oops. Oh, look at me. It looks like she likes being baby. Like somebody, I mean, people immediately come to her, give her attention. And you say, I am Nora Durst. Yeah, Lost right. my family. So Durst. <laughs> then she walks she out. Never said that though. That the guy. No, she just... doesn't. No, she doesn't. They, they recognize her. She's like, ah, oh, yeah. <laughs> She's something of a celebrity in the town because she lost her family. Um, but and your take on that is that she likes the attention. Yeah, she looks. She looks. There's some people that I think like being babied, kind of, and I think Nora likes that in that way. Like, yeah, she likes people. Ah, oh, Nora, poor Nora, you went through a big travesty. Nora, are you okay? Ah, oh, Nora, how can we help? And she, oh, I'm okay. I'm okay, guys. I'm good. She like, you know, she likes that. You know, people. Okay, interesting. And so that's that's a that's a really good take. And then uh, just just as I want to pitch the opposite side of it, I'm not going to tell you which side is is the correct side. Maybe it's neither. Um, but you know, do you think that it's possible? that maybe it's the opposite that she, she does not want the attention and she every once in a while uh, tries to test it and see if she, if people are ready to treat her like a normal person now. Ah, that's true. No, 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 no. no you don't think so? I, okay. I think, I think she likes being babied. No, I'm okay. dead set in that way. She also, when she went outside after the cafe, she ran into something. I can't remember what happened in that instance. What happened, what happened outside after she left the cafe? You ran into the, the, the minister who hands out flyers. Oh yeah, the the one guy that's a non like, sorry, it's not the rapture, right? Or right. It... Yes. Okay, okay. Okay. What did he say? Well, what happened in that interaction? I can't remember. Well, we don't know because we got it from Amy's perspective across the street. Okay. So... All we know is that they hugged and then she went on. She moved on. Okay. So even the minister guy feels bad for her. This guy. Well, I mean, I I I I know he people die. He's just saying it's not the rapture. 
But by the way, uh, the next episode, uh, we're going to get a bottle episode with him. It's going to be his episode. Yeah, you told me. I'm, I'm excited for that. I do want to see yeah. more about this guy. It, it's it's a good not the episode six, though. The legendary Nordurst episode Nordurst. six special. Uh, <laughs> Possibly uh, the best episode in television, mm, based on my understanding. No, that's that's not until season. Okay, okay best on my understanding. <laughs> so <will>. good. But, <laughs> so but anyway, so so yeah, so she she goes, she she sees Matt, uh, she hugs Matt, and then she moves on, and then she she goes in she, in her car to to this place, and she's followed by Jill, Amy, and the twins, and their mm-hmm. killer Prius. Yeah, of uh, course. I mean, Prius totally gave them some money for this episode. Got it. That's kind of a product placement. I know. <laughs> anyway, go on. So, um, they uh, but they follow Nora, and they follow Nora to this house, and this to me is like the 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 my probably my fa- i don't know if it's the most interesting but it's maybe my favorite uh part of the episode um not the t- from the teenager's perspective yeah when they just randomly go in the car they'll take her head sanded down. what kind of and some yeah. go- I, that was i don't yeah i understand they're just yeah i'm teenagers i think the game was awful but yeah that that was pretty <laughs> yeah just- buck wild yeah oh god anyway um but she goes in do, so do you understand what happened inside the house because yeah. this this so, is interesting so well, here's what i want to make sure so the man departed right the man they're talking about departed mm-hmm. so they're doing it three years later why is it three years later is that just when they felt finally ready enough to try so so well, it's, it's some sort of benefits they give to people for people that yes. departed that, that i understand and so um, i I can think of a couple of explanations uh, for for why it's happening three years later, um, and t- you know, tell me what you think. Um, explanation number one is that there were some questions as to whether, uh, and this is my guess. Um, I can tell you. I don't think this is too much of a spoiler. Um, Nora works for uh, what's called the Department of Sudden Departures. Uh, which is a, a government organization that's set up after the departures. Okay. Um, and her job is to go around and decide, uh, well, at least interview people uh, who are claiming that their, their loved one departed and uh, applying for this benefit, which is a financial benefit. It's money. Okay. Um, Do we know how much it is or is it per person? Uh, not at this point. Okay. Okay. Um, we, we'll find out at least around what it is uh, soon. But uh, at any rate, um, my guess is that it probably took that uh, organization some time to even start. Because my guess is that this originally probably went through normal life insurance companies um, who probably didn't want to pay it out because there was no evidence that these people were dead. They were just gone. Um, so my guess is that the life insurance companies were, were not going to pay it out. And so the government stepped in and developed this organization, the Department of Sudden, Sudden Departures. Um, and now this is happening. Um, it could also be that the family just didn't apply for it until later. Uh, it could also be that it just takes a really long time to process. <laughs> <laughs> Bureaucracy at its finest. Yeah. <laughs> I like that one the most. Anyway, I... I tend to not believe that last bit for reasons that are going to become clear in the next episode. Oh, okay. Uh, so, 
anyway, we see like her. First of all, some of these questions were so weird. <laughs> she, I forgot it was 150. She says how many questions there are in total. It's 150, I think. Yeah, some of these questions, it was like, how many sex partners have you had in your life? What's like, like, why? What are some of these questions they're asking though? Right. Do you have any idea? Well, now that you say, are they health insurance kind of related questions that health insurance company want now? Well, health insurance company. This is this is just if your loved one departed, we are going to give you this money if we can prove that they actually departed and that they were your loved one. But do some of these questions do they prove that they departed? I don't know. No, no. I, don't, I don't understand. I don't understand. Then what's the point? Do you of have question? any hypothesis about what the questions are for? I I really don't know. I really don't know what the point of the questions are. Then, um. Just, I don't want to give that away because I think that's. If they do review, I'm, I'm trying to think. So they ask, they're asking these questions that are seemingly unrelated to why they departed or who they are as a person. Even like it's not even like you know that relevant. Mm-hmm. Maybe and they they video record. So another thing I, I wrote down was why didn't they just fill this out online? You could you go to this questionnaire online. This, there's no need, you know, look up multi. You could just write out form online, submit it, and then Nora could read it and not have to travel here, video record. But they video record them too. They video record them. So this makes me think they're trying to analyze them to see if they're lying or not, right? Or like if they're genuinely like sad about them leaving. That's something I can think of is like the question the questions are there to purposefully upset them to see if they really departed like that's something I can think of is like it's purposely trying to like kind of push them. That's something Why? I can think of. And that's and that's an interesting interpretation. I think that you might be onto something there. I th- but I, I do think the fact that they're recording them uh, answers your question as to why they can't just fill it out online. But why are they recording them though? Is the, is the next question like okay? I understand that for exactly what you said. It's not just about their answers to the questions. It's about how they f- are presenting mm-hmm. while they answer those questions. Yeah, and that, that would explain. Yeah, so yeah. Uh, that's my leading theory. But I, I'm not sure. That's we'll see. But. Nordus, very interesting character. Oh, is she course. big baby or is she tired of being the big baby? So yeah. much to figure out. Interesting, yeah. <laughs> but the the only other thing that I want to mention is that I it, it is an absolute kick in the teeth, just a gut punch. Uh, when afterwards Amy is eating the jelly beans and is complaining that they're stale. And oh. Just, Jill says they were probably her kids for her oh, kid. Oh, so sad. Oh, my oh God. I forgot yeah. about that. Tell you said it. That is, yeah, that's a gut. I remember that. That was a gut punch, y'all. That's so sad. Heartbreaking. You know, that, that, so then you start thinking Bad back. jelly beans. She probably forgot about them in the car. Just terrible. Or, or did she? Because she's got. No, I know. I'm joking. Probably so left them. CDs on her passenger's that I presumably have been there since her kids were there. She, uh, and, and so it's just... Amy it's, probably stole... Yeah, she probably stole something she kept there as like a... Not souvenir. I won't call it souvenir, but like... Not, maybe memorial, but something to remember them by. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, I, I, that's my assumption, that Nora was keeping those things there as like a, a totem, like a memorial to remember them by. Uh, and And Amy took it and ate them and... Uh, and that's really sad in and of itself. But the idea that that Nora has kept those things in her car that way uh, is just heartbreaking to me. Um, and just another uh, added layer of interest in 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 Nora. 
or she really did kill her family and trying to big it up for her baby. Well, I, I, I mean, I don't think she killed her family. I, I, yeah. I don't think she did. I think that now I think it's interesting to think that about people who may have tried to get away with murder as a result of the departure. Oh. I think so, so if you do, like if so if someone departed, right? What you do? You can take their credit cards, debit cards. Start you know start using them. <laughs> Oh my. Yeah. And, and what I, one of the things I do love about this series is they do not, it's not always in your face. It's not always like part of the main story, but kind of peripherally, they, they will bring this stuff up. Um, and, and it's always interesting when they do. Uh, so it, at any rate, it's interesting too. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's, it's always, it's always cool because they're exploring one little microcosm, you know, this is just, this is Mapleton, New York, you know, but this, the departure happened all over the world and, and, and we get to see some reaction in some other places throughout the series. Uh, but this is, uh, we're not going to see it all, but they do do, I think a pretty good job of showing you whether it's their TV clips or newspaper articles or, you know, side characters or whoever, whatever, um, that, that there are other issues that were happening besides just what was happening to the Garveys. So in fact, Garvey's didn't have a departure in their immediate family. Yeah, surprisingly. Yeah. At first. I mean, it's only 2% chance. So. Well, per person. So. Whatever, so I'll do the math on that. But, yeah. Uh, that, oh. I, anyway. Uh, yeah, it, so, I, I'm super fascinated by just the, the... The universe of it is super fascinating. Of just, oh, yeah. Think about it for so long. Like, just the ramifications of it. Like, at first, it seems really simple. Like, okay, 2% go. Oh, yeah, maybe... Airplanes out of the sky. No, what are the odds two pilots disappear? <laughs> how many how many planes are in the sky at a given time? <laughs> right. I mean, I, I I'm sure that's that some. You know, is is it is there more than? Okay, point oh four would be the chance that both pilots disappear. I don't know what the odds of that are. Yeah, I, not, I know that it's really low. I don't know how many planes are flying at a given time. Like yeah. fighter jets. I don't know. Like I, I don't know what's going on important world leaders i i think we talked about it a bit you know experience. yeah that, and that comes up from time to time for sure um yeah it, it's it, i i think it's a i think it's a well put together show that that's very thoughtful and, and they really um one of the things that i that i always try to tell people when they're watching the show or before they watch the show even is that it's called the leftovers it's not called the departed like like the focus is on the people who are still here if, and and how they're dealing with it like it, this show is about dealing with loss i i think like now this is me maybe you're going to immediately agree with me because i know our little birdie told me you rated every episode in season one nine or higher on the sale scale but (laughs) maybe people didn't like it at first because not everyone got the memo hey you're never going to figure out what happened right or like that's definitely because because you uh, you've talked about this to me more than once, and I know well, I'm never gonna figure it out. I've just accepted. I've already accepted it. I'm exactly. not. I'm not questioning it at all, or right? I don't really care that much, right? I've just accepted it. Yeah. And I, so maybe that's why that might work some people early on. Maybe I don't know. I obviously, I haven't seen the episodes. Yes, it's not, maybe it's I'll not see something. What it was about. I think, and I think that I think that's part of what bothered people. I think the other part of what bothered people is that it, it's 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 heavy drama. It's, there's not a lot of relief and, and a lot of like, I mean, you know, my wife started watching it with me. She watched the first episode and she's like, I'm not watching that anymore. I don't <laughs> the way it makes me feel like, she, oh, it, really? it made, oh, I love it. Oh. She made her feel very uncomfortable. You know, she, it's, 
it's it's the type of situation where I think some people uh, look to entertainment for an escape. Um, mm. And this is you don't want to escape to this place. No, 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 I yeah, the worse the better. I like I like it. the darker the better. Oh, I totally agree. I, I want, I, in my opinion, entertainment should teach me something about myself or the human condition. Uh, and, and I feel like the, the way this show handles uh, how people deal with loss and, and how different that can look it is really stunning. So, mm -hmm. yeah. well, uh, that's probably a good wrapping up point, right? Mm -hmm. Do you have any other thoughts? No, I'm, I'm good. I think that's good. Next next week, we'll have episode three, which is called uh, Two Boats and a Helicopter. Okay, that, that might be an easier one to dissect. The title. That's, that's an excellent title. We'll get into oh, that. Okay. So. And don't forget, we have an email. You can email us at showhopperspodcast, yeah, showhopperspodcast at gmail.com. Uh, send us any feedback, whatever you want to say. Uh, anything else? That's it. Thank All you right. for listening. Hey, thank you guys.